0: No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manuk, Ezra Ginsburg, and your host, Drew Mendel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now.
1: Put the panic buttons away. The Winnipeg Jets are back on the winning side of the ledger. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. For all those joining us live this evening on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms, we say good evening, universe, and welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show. With Dave Manouk, with Ezra Ginsberg, I'm your host, Drew Mandel, here tonight to discuss a very tidy 5-1 victory by the Winnipeg Jets, win number 30 in game number 47 as the team rights the ship after the two-game losing streak with a comp comprehensive one-sided dominant victory over the ottawa senators gentlemen good to see you both it's been a whopping 10 hours since we last got together i hope your lives have changed for the better in that 10-hour span
2: yeah it's been i had a couple of kids birthday parties this afternoon so So you've had a lot of cake yeah a lot of cake a lot of cupcakes a lot of uh a lot of fanta Yeah, a lot of uh, loot bags, Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, snot-nosed kids, but yeah, it was a nice nice little (laughs) afternoon. A lot of RSV. Yeah, exactly, a lot of RSV, (laughs) but uh, yeah, you mentioned the word uh, tidy, definitely not the word I would use to describe my house at the moment, but it was was absolutely uh, a tidy victory, Drew, you're right. The Jets were basically in control of this game. I missed you as well, Spencey. Um, Yeah, the Jets were in control of this game you know, for the most part. And, you know, the senators, we talked about it on this morning show, right? Disappointing loss to the Penguins last night in Pittsburgh. Uh, the senators just didn't have a pushback tonight, guys. Like, and I think, you know, that kind of resulted, you know, in in what we saw in the third period, but also what we saw from Brady Kachuk, right? Like Brady Kachuk just that's a frustrated captain Mm -hmm. right like that's just a guy that you know doesn't want to play the the remaining two and a half minutes because you know Saku line, and I don't know why he took it out on him but um, you know that play had nothing to do with with the game so give the Jets a a lot of credit especially Mark Shifley right has a huge game with a couple of goals we talked about it he wasn't good against the Leafs or the Habs so you like to see that you like to see Cole Perfetti um uh, even though you know the game is completely out of reach at that point you like to see what was that his first goal dave i think in 15 games 14 games right so nice to see profetti get on the board and and just overall i mean the the jets looked like more like the team that we saw you know before christmas as opposed to the team you know that we've seen lose a couple games and you know come out with a stinker at home against the coyotes right so overall i think you know that's the that's the type of game that you wanted to see dave after that disappointing loss on thursday night
0: yeah, I mean, it was key for this Jets club, once again, to stop it at a two, and that's what they've been able to do, and that's what they've prevented from happening throughout the course of this season, guys, is eliminating having a, a third loss when they're in a bit of a slide. So, I mean, and and for all the people who are dumping on the Jets for losing to the Montreal Canadiens, well, the Toronto Maple Leafs had a 2 nothing lead on Montreal ended up losing in overtime to those Habs, uh, as he called the goal, actually, while we were watching here at my place. But the point is, that the Jets weren't. Well, Rem good Pitlick about-
2: is is obviously the first guy that you think of. Well, aside from Raphael Harvey, Pinard Drew, who obviously is my new favorite player, <laughs> the new favorite. Um, player by he far. scored. He scored his first career NHL goal, and then Rem Pitlick scored in overtime. So obviously, you know that's how everyone thought that this game was was going to unfold, right? Everyone had the Habs winning five four in overtime with Pitlick scoring the winner.
0: Yeah, or three two. But anyways, regardless, regardless, regardless Is it three, of regardless. Sorry, I thought I mean, it was I, I got confused. I thought it was five. Yeah. Three, two. There I'm, you go. I could be wrong. I thought it I thought it was. It was three. Two. It, was
1: three it was four yeah. three. I think you're both wrong. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I'm was pretty it, sure it was four uh, three. Was it though? Well, I'll double check. You guys talk and I'll check. Uh
2: mm, no, no, three two. Drew, it's not a lie <laughs> if you believe it.
0: Don't try and don't try That's and right. deny the problem was, like, when Ezzie said it, I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure it was 3-2. Then you questioned it. I was like, well, if you both both think I'm wrong, then maybe don't ever question. Don't believe. Well, Ezzie comes sometimes. But, Drew, I don't think so. Thank Anywho, you. back to the Jets. Um, I lost my train of thought. I got so excited. But
1: uh, Rob Rob posts a good question here. Why wasn't I invited to watch to your house to watch the game? Uh, that's so mean drew is a very good and kind person i think he should be treated nicer thank you very much rob i appreciate the sentiment uh, i like ed
0: i like ed McStinko's comment about you gaslighting me because that's the that's a reality thank you mr McStinko, because drew does gaslight us anywho uh rob the reason that drew wasn't invited was because we have a quota in this house we're only allowed to have two people and ezzy and i are the two and so as a result Drew is was, there's was, we have a very no that's yeah, just simple numbers Drew I mean yeah it, it's no, just a
2: numbers game there's you a lot of people course. that like to that want to watch games here but it's just simple yeah, numbers. Yeah, smile
1: um, and wave first <laughs> of all as you let's smile and wave at the chat hi chat nice to see no, you really- all smile and wave that was really for, uh, for Dark Moon. I know saying. it was really for Dark Moon, but everyone else can appreciate it as well. The real reason I wasn't invited is like the State of the Union, there's always that one Congress person who's not allowed to attend the State of the Union in case catastrophe were to strike. That's yeah. what it's like with the legal Curve. We can't have all 3 of us uh, in sure. the same room at the same time That's
2: why, because we so You're like one. you're like the Matt Gates of a legal Curve. Thank you, Ezzy.
0: That
1: is the probably the meanest thing you've ever said. To
0: me. <laughs> that's why, Drew. Remember when we go to the when Ezzy and I do the fishing show? Yeah. Uh, well, are one of our shows on a in an ice palace on mm-hmm. the Red River? Ezzy and I will be the two there. We'll be fishing. Maybe Spencer Sutton. We'll see. Maybe we, we'll add some others. Maybe that's where we can have a live studio audience. But regardless, we'll be there, and you just to keep you safe. Yes. We'll I'll be stay off, in the electrical uh, yes. room. Yeah, that's right. You'll be in another location just you know, in case we need the Drew Mandel experience. If you really to take want over. me to
1: be safe, you should probably do something about this asbestos that's uh, that's hanging around. No, me, no, it's you good. Know? It's good. No, just, okay. just give it a sniff hey, don't later. Don't joke about that. I have,
2: have that, that in my basement. I it's it's You have a asbestos, bit tile as a asbestos tile, as he not tile. yes, yes.
1: Yeah. And as long as you don't disturb it, it's fine. That's the that's the difference there. Actually, anyway, he, he oh, might so I shouldn't good. have been
2: hammering the asbestos tile last night. I just I I had to take out some frustration somehow, Drew. So
1: you've actually been not You've been not. Lying on it like a rat, you
0: know. Ah. Anyways, let's get it back to hockey, guys. Come on, let's uh, Drew, let's rain this. Dave, thing I'm in starting
2: here. to think that Drew spent too much time in that electrical room. <laughs> yeah,
0: Drew, I'm a little <laughs> concerned about the effects that it's had on you, but regardless, the Jets needed to overcome this from as a team. That's what they were able to do. You took advantage of an Ottawa team, as, as he said, that was in Pittsburgh last night, that lost to Pittsburgh last night. Yeah, they've been losing to a lot of teams of late, and so you're you're and and you wanted the guys. Who haven't been playing optimally to step up, and you, that was Mark Scheifele who had a better game. You know, you had a lot of you had a lot of contributors on the ice for the Winnipeg Jets, and as he's right, like a guy like Cole Perfetti, even though he was, as I tweeted, a rather muted celebration for his goal. I mean, what's he going to do? He's not going to celebrate it. it was like his, you know, a thousandth point, given the fact that it was a five-one goal. But right. it still, it just goes to show you that these guys you needed those guys contributing. And and Adam Lowry was actually going to score to make it 4-1. But then he heard, he remembered in his head that as he said, he was going to get a shorthanded goal. That was right. five on five. So he was yeah. like, I don't think so. Not going to do it.
1: Well, you know, we talked about this this morning on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show, and if you missed it, we encourage you to go back and watch it again or download the podcast edition of it. It was uh, about uh, 12 hours ago now. We talked about, and you don't see his name on the scoreboard here. You know, you know, he didn't get on the score sheet tonight, but we talked about Pierre-Luc Dubois and how the Senators really w- shouldn't be able to handle him given their young defense, and he was a beast out there tonight, uh, you know, for the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, they look, the Jets controlled you know, th- this game top to bottom and the Jets best players, uh, w- you know, were better than the Senators best players. But Pierre-Luc Dubois, for a guy whose name isn't going to get called as we go through the Betway game recap, because he's not didn't get a goal, didn't get an assist. But yeah, he but was you, just- know, you know what
2: he did have? Eight minutes and 29 seconds of power play time. I right. repeat. Eight minutes and twenty nine <laughs> seconds of power play time. I mean, wow. there were a lot of guys on the Jets that were over, uh, you know, over seven minutes. Yeah, but he led all players. Like to me, that's like eight minutes and twenty nine seconds. Like that's like a that's a period of ice time for a good player. Well, because they couldn't handle the Jets
1: down low, and they could, and they. Kept taking penalty after penalty, and Pierre Luc Dubois, you know, drew a number of those penalties. And at five on five, there were just opportunities where he would just bust in. And the Senators, you know, when you you know, young defensemen, they're not small, but they just don't have the man strength that he has. And they just didn't have an answer for him tonight. They didn't have an answer for a lot of the Winnipeg Jets players tonight. There's you know the five one score is, is indicated? But I mean, the truth is, this is what this is a, a three one game after twenty minutes. It's a one one game. Oh, pardon me, a three-one game after forty minutes. It's a one-one game after twenty. So Ottawa, despite not really playing well, is you know conceivably in this game. And then you look at the third period, where the Senators, who you know you're expecting a push, you're expecting some sort of answer or some sort of uh, attempt to get back into the game. There was no push. There was no push. The Jets just didn't give them an opportunity whatsoever. Thirteen to five were the shots on goal in the third period. I mean, the Jets had 75% of the possession uh, in the third period. I mean, there was no – the Jets just – At 5-on-5, right. Right. At 5-on-5, of course. Yeah, I'm only talking 5-on-5 in that instance. The Jets just imposed their will on a weaker opponent, and that's what you want to see a team do, a team that hasn't really been playing that well as of late, a team that's been struggling a little bit. They just went and they said, no, this isn't going to be a collapse. There's not going to be any sort of comeback here tonight. We're just going to take this win very neat and tidy and head over to Philadelphia where we're going to have to do battle again tomorrow.
2: No, that's a good point. You were definitely, I mean, look at like, is there anything more degrading than the, that power play unit that that came out for the Jets <laughs> at the end, right? Like Kevin Stenlin and Axel Johansson, Fialbi and Saku Manalainen, but I mean, you know, what is Rick bonus? He's good. What is he going to say? Oh, Pierre Luke, uh, you only have eight and a half minutes of power play time tonight. Do you want an extra, you know, 45 <laughs> seconds? Like the yeah. score is five, one. So obviously <laughs> you have to take that, it easy on his son. I mean, yeah, Rick exactly. bonus had
1: to take it easy on Ryan, who of course is the assistant general manager uh, of the, of the Ottawa senators. He doesn't want to, you know, he's not, he's going to get cut off of grandson time if he, if he beats up his, uh, you know, uh, his son's team too much. That was actually a very cute photo uh of Rick Bonus with his family and his grandson earlier uh
2: the jets tweeted out. Yeah, and you can relate to that cuz you're a grandfather as well, right Drew? So um <laughs> but uh yeah, like look at and and yeah, shout out to Ryan Bonus who we talked to Eric Dubois uh earlier today about uh Ryan Bonus who was a member of uh the Jets organization as a pro scout, right? And I think he was was he manager of team services before that, Dave? I believe he I, was. I
0: don't think he was ever a scout for the Jets. I thought he was just a um was he a scout? I thought he was the manager of team services and then went to be a scout for the Penguins.
2: Penguins. Okay, there you go. And he has, yeah. and he has a Stanley Cup ring with them, I believe, as well, right? So, am I right on I that? You're right. Yeah, I think okay. you're right about I, th- that, I yeah. was for a second there. I had to pause, but I believe he does have a Stanley Cup ring. Yeah. So, good for Ryan. And yeah, I mean, that family stuff is, is what really hockey is all about, right? Like, the game on the ice matters, but we, we always talk about you know, how much, there's so much more to it than that, right? But yeah, to go back to what Drew was saying before, like, you know, this Senators team, even though, like, you know, Alex Dabrinkit and Claude Giroux have done exactly what you've expected them to do, they've, they've struggled, and they weren't that noticeable tonight, guys, right? Like, mm-hmm. Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris, to me, were easily, you know, the, the two best forwards, and you saw Brady Kachuk earlier in the game had a great chance, and look at, I mean, Hellebuck had one of those games where he was making it look easy out there, right? Like, you got the feeling, and you're right, Drew, it was a two-goal two two game, but in that, I don't think anybody watching that game really thought that that game was in danger uh, for the Jets to lose it. Right. So, yeah, this was a, a this was, a, you know, exactly how you wanted to play this road game, especially considering that you lost the first two. And now you go into Philadelphia and you had a pretty easy. Uh, so it's a second game of back to back, but it wasn't a hard first game of a back to back. Right. Like you, you coasted through the third period. Um, because Ottawa just, you know, they had nothing left in the tank. So I think this game probably went just as good as, as you would have, you know, uh, written it up in the dressing room.
1: Well, you know, Dave, we can't talk about this game without talking about the penalty kill because that was a storyline coming in. Ottawa had the I think it was the fourth ranked power play in the NHL entering tonight's game, going up against the Jets second ranked uh, penalty kill. And, you know, you take away the the Morgan Barron roughing penalty that, you know, that when the game was already out of hand at that point, the Senators had four power play opportunities when the game was within reach. And mm-hmm. the Jets didn't give up a goal, and you know that speaks volumes about just how good this Jets penalty kill has been. I mean, you remember that you know the the Senators had good uh, control in that 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 early third period power play, the Neil Pionk interference one, uh, mm-hmm. which came came at the six forty two mark of the third period. The Senators had control and they had good zone time, and they had Brady Kachuk set up you know a couple times from from the slot in 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 a high danger area and And he missed on both of those times. But the Jets also deserve credit for keeping the Senator's power play a very good power play at bay. And whereas the Jets get two power play goals, the last one obviously being uh, fa- fairly insignificant, the mm-hmm. Jets don't give up anything, and the the good PK beats the the good power play in tonight's game,
0: yeah. And it was interesting because that became a subject of conversation today uh, in the pregame media availability. By the way, the difference between Toronto and Ottawa: total of five questions in today's media availability. I'm pretty sure three of them were about Ryan Bonus, so it was a little <laughs> different uh, in Ottawa than it was with the 17 uh, questions and the heavy level of redundancy uh, that you know, folks of uh, the, the storylines. And again, I don't, I'm not, I'm just joking, but it's just funny how like there was, there was a significant disparity between the two. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, one of the thing, but one of the things that was talked about in today's media availability was the penalty kill. And mm-hmm. I just, I thought actually what the way Rick bonus talked about, it was very interesting because he, he essentially said, look, you know, it's, it's five on five. And of course he means because you have a goaltender there. And he goes, we know with Connor Hellebuck, the types of shots we're willing to give up on the penalty kill. And he knows where that opening is going to be. So he's got to be ready for that to be maximum, knowing that it's him between him and, and, and the, the, the opposition. And I just thought it was an interesting insight into the way they're attacking on the penalty kill. And clearly what they're doing is working because they've been exceptional on the PK. And that's huge, obviously, to not give up free points. And we know the Jets' power play has been working of late. That's where they've been getting their goals. Mm. So for the Jets' power play, you know, but but obviously your question was about the, the penalty kill, Drew. Yeah. And it's huge. It just is huge because, look, it, it started off that they started the game with all the, power, the momentum on the power play, right? They, they got all the power plays. Ottawa didn't. And they weren't able to really create anything. But sure enough, then the Senators, you know, when they get that opportunity, they don't score. And of course, that's significant for the Jets.
1: Yeah, no, no question about it. Just a quick thing before we get into the Betway game recap. You mentioned uh, the media scrums and the media availabilities. I'm not sure if you guys saw uh, Daryl Sutter after the game in, in Calgary today. Jacob Peltier played his first game. Yeah, we saw in the it. Flames. You know, it's, it's just
2: that's been that's been blown out of proportion. It's just I don't,
1: you know you don't have to be
2: rude in life.
1: This is a nice moment. For I don't the think he, I don't
2: think he was trying to be rude. I honestly don't. But maybe maybe I'm wrong there. I, I feel like he was trying to be. I think he was just being himself. Like when are you talking about how he was reading the stats? Well
1: he first he pretended
2: he didn't know who the guy was. He's like, oh, no, but I think, I think that was a, that's what I, I really don't, of course he knows who he is.
1: Well, you know, if that was a joke, there's a, it doesn't, it didn't come off that way. That's what, that's that's kind
2: of what I was go, going for, right? Fair because right. Drew, we've how a long, have we we're almost hitting 14 years of doing the show. Mm-hmm. And he was doing that stuff when he was the LA Kings head coach, I, right? Know. I just, oh, I, I agree. Maybe, maybe it was uh, like getting poor taste, right? But I do, I really do think like when I saw that and people were going nuts, I was like, isn't that just Daryl Sutter being Daryl Sutter? I don't know there's times where you can be
1: Daryl Sutter and you can be a curmudgeon. And there's also times you can throw a kid. A oh, bone. from
0: one curmudgeon to another.
1: Well, that's what I'm
2: saying. I know curmudgeon
1: and there's times when, you know, you do, can, you
2: do, do know curmudgeon.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I can take my curmudgeonly nature and put it aside and be, uh, and, you know, and say, Hey, good for you. Nice job. Well done. You know, uh, important milestone, important moment for you. And sometimes maybe Daryl Sutter should be able to I, do that. Do the okay, same but
0: just let me just make one observation because I I'm on, I don't really care one way or another, to be honest with you, but I will say like the only, the only thought I had watching it is I I could understand people's reaction to that. But I, I also get the sense that Daryl Sutter is basically like, let's just pump the brakes because look, the kid was having a phenomenal season in the AHL. Right. And I think what happened was, I just think he just wants like he, you know, he said he's 21 years old. There's a lot of long ways for him to go. And I, so I just think he, look, he, is not a huge media guy, although he did a great feature on him, what is it, a month ago, two months ago? Uh, Sportsnet did a great feature on him. But I'll th- I I really think he's just trying to get everybody to pump the brakes on a kid that they're trying to get overly excited about, maybe in Calgary. that's That's the impression. I think the number thing was a bit weird. I agree yeah. with you in that regard, Drew. But I just think he was just trying to protect the player and say, let's not try and create a heap of expectations on this kid. He's 21. He's getting his first NHL game. Let's chill.
1: Fair enough. Let's get in. I think it. we should chill on that
2: that comment. I just I just don't I, like it's Just whatever. Let's get into it.
0: The best right? game
2: recap. Is yeah, I'm with
0: you, as but hold on. Just just before we go, uh, Darwin. Darwin. I think it's both Darwins now. But we want he wants. They're curling. They just finished curling. He's with his group. He wants a smile and a wave. So come on, I see. Let's do it. Saturday night, little smile and wave. So there you go, there. smile
1: and wave, everybody. We're smiling and waving at everybody, even though you know we've done it a couple times now. Assume that when if you ask for a smile and wave, assume that we've already smiled and waved back at you in the course of uh, of uh, <laughs> of today's uh, post game show, the Betway game recap, which we're about to start, is brought to you by Betway, one of the most trusted voices in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world. Betway is the sports betting app that puts you, the customer, at the forefront with a large selection of betting options and sports as well. Strong promotions and fair odds. What are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. The Winnipeg Jets open the scoring, and that's important on a game like tonight, where the team maybe isn't full of confidence as they have been in previous uh, games. They get the opening goal. It comes at the 6.58 mark off the stick of Nikolai Ehlers, his fourth of the year assist to Josh Morrissey and Mark Shifley. Uh, Just a tremendous pass by Josh Morrissey, executing that vision that we've seen him have on display so often this year. Uh, but it starts on a good uh, board battle. The Jets win the board battle, and that's what sort of creates the time and space and really is the catalyst for Morrissey to be able to hit Ehlers uh, with the beautiful pass to make it one nothing for the Jets, as he.
2: Yeah, you know, you summed it up well there. It's a give and go between Ehlers and Morrissey. And what you love is that, you know, Morrissey, everybody knows that he's having, you know, the Morrissey-like season. And, you know, he knows that people have to, not people, the Senators have to worry about him as a, as a shooter. And then he gets that puck right uh, back to Ealers, who goes right to the net. And, you know, it's just soft defensive coverage by the Senators, to be honest with you. But, mm-hmm. yeah, just a, a beauty pass by Morrissey right on the tape. And Ehlers has the, the wide open net. Anton Forsberg has absolutely no chance. It was a beautiful power play goal.
1: Exactly. And that's how the Jets want to start the game, Dave. That's exactly what they needed to against an Ottawa team that really should, the Jets should be able to take control of. Uh, and that's how the Jets obviously did start by opening the scoring, but it didn't last that long. And this one was a bang-bang one, if you've ever, if you ever seen one. Josh Norris, his second. We talked about him this morning uh, returning to the Senators lineup. Uh, Claude Giroux wins the clean face-off uh, off, uh, from Adam Lowry and puts it right onto the stick of Norris. And, you know, you blink for a second, and it's past uh, Connor Hellbuck tying the game at one. I know uh, I, I've seen a lot... In the last, you know, 24, 48, 72 hours, about how face face-offs, you know, maybe aren't as important as people put uh, put credit on to them. Mm-hmm. And I can see how face-offs, you know, over the course of an entire season, you know, everything regresses pretty close to the mean in, in that instance. But this is an, a, an example or an instance where a face-off matters because Giroux wins it cleanly onto Norris's stick, and that's what ties the game at one.
0: Yeah, and you don't really blame Connor Hellebuck for this one because it was it was a clean win, and I think they said what did they say? As he was like one and a half seconds between puck drop and into the back of the net. So I mean, that's that's just one of those situations where a guy gets open and you can't you know lock up his his the stick either the shooter or of the of the of the faceoff, and so in the end it goes against you. So I mean, you don't love it if you're the Jets because you'd been playing fairly well to that point. And in the end, you end up now tied one all. But you're kind of also thinking, like, is Ottawa really just going to have a good first period and then they're going to kind of go in the tank based on the fact that, you know, they played last night in Pittsburgh. So, um, you know, it, look, you don't want to give it up, obviously, because, but it's one of those ones that if you're going to give up a goal, it's probably the one, again, as you just said, Drew, not something ideal because the Jets, from a faceoff perspective, haven't been great as mm-hmm. a team. And that's one of the areas of concern for this Jets club. But I mean, at the same time, you don't see that happen very often. No, you don't.
1: You don't see goals like that very often. I mean, that was an absolute. That's just clean as clean can be. As a and it uh, tied the game up at one, and that's how the first period ended, uh, with each team having scored one goal, shots on goal nine eight. You know, it was a a pretty decent period for the Jets. I'd say by and large, Uh, they came ready to play sometimes when you're playing that team that's on the second half of a back-to-back they're ready to go before you are because they still have the muscle memory from the night before but i thought the jets you know were pretty good from the from the start of the game which is something that you've obviously wanted to see them improve on and, and they were better of course in toronto as well on thursday from the face-off uh, montreal the less said uh, about that game the better uh 1-1 at that point mark shifley Gives the Jets a 2 1 lead at the five minute mark of the second period. Kyle Connor and Nate Schmidt with the assists. This is our Seagram's shot of the game. This goal by Mark Scheifele. Seagram's is the proud distributor of Fireball, tastes like heaven, burns like hell.
0: Did you guys not bring anything? No. No, well, I mean, I've got fire. I've got fireball downstairs. Drew, is there you know? something you want to talk about? <laughs> no, it's the shot of the game. You know, if, well, if we... Drew, we're, we're, Drew. remember as he's got to be responsible? He's at my house right now, so he's well, not going mean, he to drink, drink an entire bottle. He doesn't have, have you to met as he up... before. <laughs> hey, fair enough.
2: I'm Was a little that... bit worried that, you know, we had the Leafs game on Thursday night where Drew, you know, did his, his shot of fireball, but Tuesday night. Against the Montreal Canadiens, Drew had his big bottle, big red bottle of wine (laughs) out. So I'm just, you know, okay, you're going hard. I like it. No, obviously we love it. (laughs) I'm just worried that you're gonna run out of fireball, Drew, before
0: the playoffs start. Wow, that's you know, is it certainly that's something why our friends to... at Seagram's will help us get some more. That's right. Our
1: friends at Seagram's are exactly going to look after us. And I hope that you folks, when you're making your responsible decisions when it comes to alcohol, are going to support our friends at Seagram's accordingly and maybe swig some fireball, just like I do. Well, um, Dave and
2: I can't swig any fireball, Drew, because you've got all of it in your belly right now. No, Dave's got bottles of it in the basement, as they're right next to you for God's sake. He's got like could, wooden. He's got wooden barrels of, of fireball. I'm pretty in the sure basement. he's
1: brewing it in the basement. I'm, I'm sure he's a, he's an unofficial Seagram's uh, production plant going on. I was over wondering
2: there. why, like Drew, that uh, Dave had so much cinnamon. I'm like, why do you have like 20 <laughs> liters of cinnamon in your fridge? Like, what's going on? You definitely don't refrigerate cinnamon, by the way.
1: You do not refrigerate cinnamon, though. No, that would be, that would probably not be the best course of action. In any event, Mark Scheifele, it's his twenty seventh. As I said, Connor and Schmidt on the assist, and it's a bit of a, uh, a bit of a fortuitous play by the Jets here in that Tim Stutzela, uh, allu- or I guess it started with uh, uh who was the defenseman who lost the stick? That's Thomas Chabot, seventy two. There you Drew. go. And it Thank was,
2: but you were right to say Stutzla. Yeah, because um, he gave him the how stick. Good is Stutzla, by the way. I was talking about him I on the morning like, show. Good. Like I know he didn't score tonight, but. Uh, this guy is a really good player. Um, so you were right about Stutzla handing Shabbat the stick, but it was too late um, because by that point Kyle Connor gets the. Let's let's just break down this this goal to me is all Kyle Connor. Like obviously you know Shifley gets the goal here, but you know Connor has three different Senators players that are paying attention to him, mm-hmm. and nobody's paying attention to Mark Shifley and it's completely wide open. Um, so you know Sh- Connor starts it off. He's the one you know with the zone entry. And uses his speed and backs everybody off. And you have to respect him because he has such a great release and shot. Uh, We talked about that uh, this morning with John Mattis who wrote about Connor for the score, right? So to me, this goal is just all Kyle Connor, And, you know, Scheifele is left completely wide open because the Senators, again, just didn't look very good in their defensive zone. Giving the Jets way too much time and space, particularly on this goal.
1: Well, you know, so on the broadcast, I thought Gary Galley, you know, did a good job here talking about how, you know, in the you know previous times, a player loses a stick, he just stays on the ice and, and and tries to fight through it before heading to the bench. The new wave of thinking for a lot of teams is if you're short a stick, if you lose a stick, just make a beeline for the bench immediately, even if that leaves you shorthanded five on four for for a brief moment or two. And that's what Stutzla did is he just made a beeline for the bench. Clearly, I guess that's how the senators are taught. That's what DJ Smith, the senators coach, wants his players to do is you lose the stick, go to the bench, somebody'll either come on or toss you a stick. But in this case, him going to the going to the bench really is what cre- helped create the gap uh for the for the the seam pass that uh that Scheichle put behind Anton Forsberg, Dave.
0: Yeah, and you know when I was gonna. The I mean, you're right, Drew. Absolutely, and and it it's one of those things again. Got to give uh, Kyle Connor credit. That was his 400th uh, point of his career. Uh, what is he at? 201 goals, 199 assists. I mean, he's just a remarkable player uh, that continues to produce for this Jets club. And it's it's and you know as you're right, it's it's ironic that we talked to John Mattis about it today on the show because it just goes to show you, like the guy just produces. And produces and produces, and he just doesn't get that recognition because I mean you could see it and has has broken down beautifully. I mean, every senator's head was like watching Kyle Connor, watching what he's doing. And sure enough, it leaves a guy like Mark Scheifele who's a little dangerous in his own right, mm-hmm. wide open, and and gives him the ability to to put that goal home. And so, you know, the Jets have that lead and they're feeling good about themselves because you can feel that momentum a little bit starting to shift in, in the Jets favor.
2: Just yeah. on the topic of that, you know, I, I agree with you, Drew. There's definitely been, things have changed. Like, you're 100% right. The old school thinking is, your stick's broken. Get off the ice. It doesn't even matter, like, what's happening on the ice. Just, like, like beeline to the bench. Mm-hmm. But there has to be, um, you know, some situational awareness. I the would thing agree. With that The thing with that goal is that, it's like Stutzla give like that's the right thing to do. You've got to give okay. your defenseman the the stick there. But you know Jacob Bernard Docker. It's not on him either because Blake Wheeler drives to the net there. So Bernard Docker takes his man. The other guys on the line on Stutzla's line, right? The line is Kachuk, Stutzla, Batherson. Uh, so it's it's up to Batherson at that point to then take Shifley, right? Because Stutzla is not in a position. So again, I you know I agree with what you're saying, but in that particular case. Um, the senators just didn't cover Shifley very well. I think they were caught puck watching Kyle Connor, which by the way, you can understand Kyle Connor is tearing up the NHL right now. Mm. Um, but again, it's just we talked about it. I mean, the senators they have a lot of skill, a lot of talent, but this just this team just isn't there right now, guys. Like they're just not mainly defensively, in my opinion, but also they don't score enough goals. Like we talked about (laughs) that. They're 25th in the NHL in, in goals scored right now. So, Again, I, I think the Senators a few years from now will be really good, and you know I, I just think right now they're they're just they're they're a long ways away. Even with guys like DeBrinken and Giroux coming in, Dave, um, you know you you, you got to and, and I do think you know a new coach is needed. You know nothing against DJ Smith, I just think you know he's had his time there. I just yeah. don't think he's. You need to move this team forward. Definitely. This team next year should definitely be a playoff team um but this year i mean there there's no chance they're going to be a playoff team and on that goal it was just again too much time and space for the jets
1: yeah time and space for the jets was the story of the night tonight by and large uh, the jets make it 3-1 8 minutes and 9 seconds later 1309 mark of the second period blake wheeler uh right place right time for him his 12th of the year assist to Ealers and neil Pionk, and this is just the jets you know dominating the senators i mean uh the defensemen for the senators Uh, Shabbat and Bernard Docker are are trapped on the ice for Mm -hmm. what, three minutes, something Something ridiculous like that, where it's icing after icing. I think they were able to make one, uh, they were able to get one of their players off. So four out of the five were of the senators were on the ice for multiple minutes in a row and just had nothing in the tank. And the jets just absolutely played a keep away from them. And eventually the shock by, uh, the shot by uh, Ehlers, uh, you know, gets through and ricochets off of Wheeler and into the net. Uh, you know, it's just a function of the Jets just were in such total control um, on on this sequence of shifts, multiple shifts in a row that they finally eventually get rewarded, uh, which is what they did here to make it 3-1, which is where it was after 40 minutes, Dave.
0: Yeah. And look, it. It was it was it was the most dominating shift of the game, really, by the Jets, and you they were getting guys on, but they were main, not allowing the Senators to make a change, and so you felt that tide again. I, I said that earlier that the tide was turning, but you could really feel it on that ship, right? As like that, Ottawa just had no answer; they couldn't stop the Jets. The Jets were relentless, and they gave them the themselves the opportunity to continue to control that play, and then eventually, Pionk takes the shot, which is blocked, goes right to Ehlers. And yeah, look, Blake Wheeler's in the right place at the right time. Did he have to do anything for that goal? No, he didn't. No, and you saw the smirk
1: on his face a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
0: you know, he knew. I mean, that's it's, it's as close to a Blake Wheeler empty-neck goal as he's going to get, really, because, I mean, he made no – there was no uh, no um, talent other than being in the right place at the right time, which I guess would you would say is a talent, some guys don't know where to be. But, I mean, that was uh, – that, that goal – I'm not going to say it sealed the deal, because, of course, it was only 3-1. Mm-hmm. But you could just feel that at that point – the Jets were in fairly, I would say, complete control of that hockey game.
1: Yeah, they were. I mean, you know, three-one was the score. How many posts did the Jets have? You know, in addition to this, well, I mean, Morrissey, uh, Morrissey, yeah. Morrissey, Connor, Morrissey and Young, uh, Perfetti, 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 Perfetti sorry. as well. Yeah. In the yeah, crossbar. So three. So I mean, th- this was a oh, and, and Lowry,
0: and Lowry hit the two posts.
1: That's right. Vlowry on the which was it came and that came right out, after you know, seconds yeah, right after, after this wheeler goal. He yeah. makes comes in, beats Forsberg, but just slides it right along the goal line and oh you know, he beats him and then slides it out the other side. So he was very close, of course, to finally getting off the schneid he's on when it comes to scoring goals. But yeah. it's it's 3-1 for the Jets, uh at, at this point, after after uh 40 minutes, and like we talked about You know, are the Senators going to have that push? Because they had the opportunity. The Jets, you know, ran into a little bit of of penalty trouble before Mm -hmm. they were able to put the game away. Pionk takes an interference penalty at 6:42. Mark Scheifele takes a tripping penalty uh, at 11:06. And the Jets, I mean, yeah, the tripping penalty came after with Stutzla in the box, so it was a four-on-four, and then it was a short uh, power play for the for the Senators. But the Jets killed what? you know, 20-30 seconds of that uh of that short power play just by controlling the puck and, and not letting the senators have any control of it. There was no fight from the senators. They they finally decided to fight after the game was was well out of hand Ezy uh when uh when Scheifley made it 4-1 uh with the uh you know his 28th, his second of the game, assist to Axel Janssen Fialbi and, and Blake Wheeler. And it's just I mean it's a great play. It's a great pass by by Axel Janssen Fialbi. And it's a great net drive by Mark Shifley. But the defending on this in the, is, is horrible. It starts b- behind the Jets net. Connor Halbach leaves it for, I think it was Pionk, uh who headmans it up to Ealers, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm getting my uh my defenseman incorrect on this. It might have been actually uh, Gamberg. Say that again, he? Uh I oh, I, oh
2: yeah, I, I don't remember which defenseman had the outlet pass, but it was Shifley. The outlet pass. We're talking about the four-one goal. Yeah, the four-one goal. Yeah, it was Shifley who brings the puck over. I don't, I forget if it was which defenseman it was. I, I think I it was Samberg.
1: Beyond... I think it was Samberg to Schmidt to Shifley. Is, is, okay. is at, but it started two hundred feet away. Yeah, and there was like the Senators were just playing so laissez faire. The Jets weren't pressured at all uh, on this at all.
2: No, it, it wasn't. It, you're right. It wasn't an odd man situation. It became an odd man situation, but it was three on three. And you're absolutely right. Like. It's a beautiful pass by Fialbi, Janssen Fialbi, right on the tape of, of Scheithley. And Wheeler deserves a lot of credit. And, and it, you mentioned the defensive coverage. It was Thomas Shabbat and Jacob Bernard Docker again. So Shabbat is your best defenseman. And Bernard Docker, he's a young defenseman, but he's still very talented. But I just didn't think they were sharp tonight. And again, second game of a back-to-back. So yeah. you you always do have to mention that. Like, and you know, shift length for sure. Like the senators were caught out there. It was it wasn't just on you know the last goal that we talked about that the Jets scored. You know several times it just looked like the senators like they they weren't able to get off the ice and then give the credit to the jets here but you know so wheeler draws both bernard docker and shabbat to him mm-hmm. and I don't remember who the forward was that was covering Shifley, but he obviously you know didn't get back in time so yeah nice pa- pass by Janssen Fialbi and really good work Dave by Blake Wheeler to draw Shabbat uh you, you know when he cuts across and drops the pass to Fialby he ca- caused Bernard Docker and Shabbat uh to both go to him so you know Wheeler deserves a lot of credit uh, for his work on that goal as well.
1: Yeah, and that made it four one. I mean, it was. Like, I guess close. Dave had
2: nothing to add to that. Dave looked like he was deep in thought.
1: <laughs> I think Dave's tweeting. He's doing. His, I was these... tweeting about. I was I... tweeting
0: to telling more people to join the chat. That's Let's Saturday does. night. Drew's drinking Fireball as he was making great points, which I was listening to. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to get a tweet in as well, knowing that I would have Dave a few in a more conversation.
2: Seconds. There has to be two people conversing. Yes,
1: either way, it's just Drew's Drew. monologue. Yeah, yes. For the for the record, I'm the one drinking Fireball, as he's the one wearing the Fireball toque. So, I mean, yeah. I'm at least practicing the, what fireball, I preach. I've got,
0: I've got the Fireball lights
1: in my house. There you go. There you guys go. It's a, it's a Fireball-heavy uh, Saturday evening edition of the Illegal Curve post-game show. We'll be back again tomorrow night. Not that we're going anywhere just yet. We still have more of this fine program. But as a reminder, we're going to do it all again tomorrow night, 8.45 uh, p.m. Again, similar time frame to tonight, following tomorrow evening's Jets-Flyers
2: 6 o'clock starts in a row is this now all, the eastern, all the eastern these,
0: games all uh, the eastern games don't worry i Those yeah. those those 10 11 o'clock starts will be soon enough i think there's another what th- there's a
1: one more west coast trip that that's got a couple late games i think in march yeah, i don't know uh if i looked at the calendar but yeah no after uh after uh, t- uh tomorrow night's game it's getting back to normal because you got seven o'clock on tuesday seven o'clock yeah, on flyers tuesday. game next saturday you know what i was doing yeah. at the
2: start of the second period chasing Ruben around that's what i was doing and then Although the, the, jets the third that,
1: period, he was chasing you around. So it was yeah, fun exactly. for everybody
0: on February 11th. When the jets get back nine in action, o'clock. after yeah, the nine o'clock start here in Winnipeg, that's yeah, a, the first that's time they finally
1: one. are doing it. They've, they did it during, sorry, that's not true. They did nine o'clock home during starts COVID. during then, COVID. Yeah. When, yeah. When there's nobody in the crowd. So it didn't matter. Speak for but yourself. This, I was there. Yeah. Okay. Fine. And I went to, I think I went to the Habs game. I think it was a nine o'clock game yeah. uh, during COVID the empty arena uh, season, but nine o'clock <laughs> home game against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, I guess that's two weeks three weeks from today uh the saturday february 11th it'll be a 9 p.m uh start time which is the first time the jets have had the late game chicago's a great hockey hockey team
0: (laughs) (laughs) hey hey they scored three goals on on six shots today against uh the st louis blues then they scored last i saw then they scored a fourth goal they scored a fourth goal on and chased uh binnington from the net although the the, the you couldn't pay me to watch that game
1: oh no terrible yeah. Andrew Page is asking in the chat. Wait, that 9 p.m. is an actual start time. It's an actual no
2: start. start. It makes no sense.
1: Yeah. I don't think it. It doesn't bother me
2: to do it once. No, it doesn't bother me either. It just doesn't make sense, really. No, I it's I a, it's unusual. It is unusual. A, I it's, think it's fun. It's definitely
1: though. unusual. But I've been yeah. advocating for it. I think it would be. I think it'll make for a fun atmosphere. Maybe it's not the game. That no, the you, know what what to ad- you know it's what I've been advocating. You know what I've been advocating? It's really
2: conducive to people who drink
0: Fireball. You know
2: like
0: what they should do, which I've been advocating for years: <laughs> the <laughs> doubleheader. <laughs> Moose game in the afternoon, Jets game at night. Now that would be, yes. that's what they need to do. Yeah,
2: It's overdue. Trust we'll, pi- we'll pitch it to Mark and then he'll call the cops. Like, How,
1: you guys get in <laughs> How did you get this number is, is exactly what he's going to say in that instance. Uh, the Jets wrap up the scoring on the power play at the 1817 mark of the third period. Cole Perfetti, uh, his seventh assist to Ehlers and Wheeler. Uh, you know, it's nice for Perfetti to get a goal, but boy, the Ottawa senators were just waiting desperately to get off the ice they had no uh, I mean anton forsberg can't give this goal up but it doesn't really matter because it makes it five one rather than four one but the senators really just no showed in the third period that was a young team that ran out of gas uh, after 40 minutes and they you know saw shots in the third period 13 to five the jets controlling 75 percent of the possession Ottawa couldn't wait for that game to end uh you know and, and you saw it in their
2: performance I'd say in the third period boys. Yeah, absolutely. And what about that celebration from Cole Perfetti, guys? That was one of the that was one of the <laughs> better boisterous. celebrations I've ever seen. Yeah, very. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I was Calm like, Cole, down, it's, Cole, it's a five-one game, Cole. I, like, let's save that don't. for the playoffs. But yeah, so hey, obviously, be... you know, I, I've been on that bandwagon the whole year. How I love you how have Cole, actually. I love how Cole, uh, you know, he he just scores and you know, little little fist bump. Or you know, he doesn't doesn't you know jump up against the glass or you know doesn't throw the, his glove up in the air like Solani, right? So absolutely love that and you know Perfetti you know he's been getting his chances we talked about it he hit what did he hit one post or or two post right so I mean that that's absolute crossbar so that's absolutely though a a goal that Forsberg's got to save but honestly yeah I think he mailed it in like the rest of the team
1: (laughs) yeah they
0: definitely and and, and you know that it is good for his confidence I mean regardless you know like like as he said you're getting your chances which is good and he's looked better of late and remember he's coming off of dealing with an injury but he he definitely looked better in tonight's game and you want look I don't care if it's against the Senators. You want to start to get those good feelings again, right? That's what we always talk about, how players who are, especially ones who are goal scorers or contributors, they don't, obviously, going in a long period of time without contributing is, is detrimental to them. So yeah. being able to get it, I don't care if it's against the Ottawa Senators, gets them feeling good about it, gets them that confidence back. What do you talk about with Eric Dubois and the need for confidence, right? especially with younger players? So when they get it back, even if it is at the end of a game, still a goal in the nhl and he's gonna that's what he's gonna have that memory of and he'll be feeling about it tomorrow when they go to philly
1: exactly right and that'll be the next battle for the winnipeg jets tomorrow evening in the city of brotherly love which is going uh, hog wild i'm sure as the eagles last i saw were up i think 27 nothing on the giants so the well obviously
0: the giants didn't have any water in their hotel i missed that Apparently, like I, I just saw it on Twitter when I was at well, the, the Moose game, I think, but that someone was saying that the water was knocked out of the hotel and they had no running water in uh, the Giants hotel. And we were like, yes, it's a mistake. I'm
1: like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: just a very
1: localized mistake. It just happens yes. to be, th- happened to be in one hotel.
0: period. Yeah,
2: I wonder if Philly Dan had anything to do with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. A good friend Philly Dan. It's true. I'm sure Philly Dan is excited about the uh, Eagles' uh, performance tonight. The Jets and the Flyers will do battle tomorrow night. That has been the Betway game recap here on the Illegal Curve post-game show. It's simple, fun, and safe to bet with Betway, so head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. When we come back, some uh, quotes. Dave's eating a chocolate bar, apparently. Oh. Some quotes. Oh.
0: For... This is
2: awful. Is that a crunchy? Dave, it's your it's your chocolate bar. Yeah,
1: no, nobody, this is the one you got from the from the, uh, the NHL. Yeah, the NHL guys at the
0: arena, and he gave me. Well, actually, it's not that bad. Hmm. Kind of growing on me a little bit. <laughs> hmm. I'll take another bite. There you I go. Can we'll have, come I back. can have. A bite. We'll I'll come give with... the. I'll give Azzy the rest. Uh, Dave, I'm I was gonna, gonna say upstairs. I'll come
2: upstairs and I'll I'll finish it off. I, I felt not, bad though because he allowed looked upstairs. I did. You know I, did
0: I did. I got a look today at the Moose game, so I was like, I was like, okay, I promise, I'll try it. I'll do it. I don't think you With want all me to the try chocolate it bars there.
2: that would not be in my top ten chocolate bars I would purchase. Save yeah. it.
1: Save it for after the break. Shenanigans, yeah. contests, more on tonight's Jets victory over the Ottawa Senators Saturday night. It's the illegal curve post game show. Don't We're go anywhere. Twix. We're live on YouTube and all of our social media platforms.
0: Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett. The biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com
2: he winds up oh
0: looks like ezzy took that
2: one right in the choppers a blistering fast puck hurts like he double hockey sticks that's why i let the pros at Linden market dental center turn my yow into wow get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros and remember always wear a mouth guard now that's solid on ice advice learn more at lindenmarketdentalcenter.com creating smiles for life
1: Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed.
2: Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos.
1: Yes, that does sound like a problem.
0: What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, One call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies
2: Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com.
1: Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time.
0: Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I
1: taught you anything? Do what I do. Pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the grid park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress.
0: Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that gonna cost you? $25? How about five bucks? Come on, five dollars. No way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners
1: can get a free park with the new special promo code, Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. (laughs) There's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the
0: game. So wait a second. Wait a second. All, All the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's
1: exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G R Y D Park and use the code illegal curve. All one word, you'll park for free your first time. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the illegal curve hockey show. Work to live, live to play. Visit Tough toughduck.com. Dot com. The Illegal Curve post-game show rolls on on this Saturday night. Now Ginsburg's eating a chocolate bar as well. You didn't bother to. For
0: get the record, up- he's eating the same chocolate bar.
1: That sounds about right. Uh, you didn't get, and <laughs> uh, you didn't get the tough, duck like, hardest hitting comment to- together, did you? know you're too busy eating a chocolate bar. So maybe you can do that while I read this uh, comment from Rick Bonus talking about the Jets' best players and yeah, gives me a thumbs up because he's got chocolate in his mouth.
0: It's actually I, did, in- I did. I did just have the cleaning lady. So I mean, try and get out the crumbs everywhere there is.
2: Well, I mean, by the way, I'm
0: talking about my mom. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, not touching that one, Dave. Um, Rick Bonus
1: talking about his best player stepping up and being the best player in tonight's game. He says, we challenged them this morning because we needed a little bit more out of them. They responded. They certainly did. Three-point nights for Shifley, Ehler, Ehlers, and Wheeler. Assists for Connor and Morrissey. And, of course, we talked about uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois' impact earlier during the post-game show as he was uh, absolutely a force to be reckoned with. But, look, when you're a top-heavy team like the Jets are, you need your best players to step up and be best you know, the best players night in and night out more often than not. There are obviously times where your uh, bottom of the lineup guys can step up and do some things and get some goals and contribute. But the best player for the Jets to be there, uh, you know, a, a successful team, they do need to be their best. Uh, and the best players need to be their best players. And they were tonight. I'm glad that Ezra is now eating more of the chocolate bar rather than less of the chocolate bar. And bars. most people
0: would say, okay, well, I'm going to cut a little piece of that chocolate bar off, or Dave took a bite. Not our He just right into that thing.
1: Just swallows it whole, like the duck that he is, right there, Dave. In any event, are you have you done chewing? Have you yes, swallowed?
2: You don't, you don't, you don't reach two hundred and fifty pounds by accident, yeah. okay? Like That's true. you know, you <laughs> yeah. have to work for it. So um, really? I, don't, I don't mind this crunchy. Like again, it's not my my top chocolate bar choice, but you know, I've been enjoying it. It's been nice.
0: Yeah, it took it, it caught me off guard. I wasn't sure what to expect, but uh, oh, now he's drinking some water. But I would. This is a hell of a broadcast. <clears throat> love love that Dasani. Really, you can't just drink tap water.
2: It's a fancy guy. We drink we drink tap water at home. Okay. Sure, I feel like you guys are like a Culligan family? No, we're not. We have just we have water. We drink tap water. Yeah, we, no, have- we drink tap water. We've got we've got delicious, beautiful water here coming from Shoal Lake in Manitoba. Yes, some, of, some I, of the best I think drinking water in the world, actually. Yes, exactly. So that's why I don't need you know a, a Culligan. No, but or I, I, once like in a that. while I have you know I enjoy a Dasani or a, a, a Fiji. Wow. Fiji, wow, those are expensive. Uh, some, somebody's oh, no, doing but, well. Hey,
0: no big deal. I may or may not have been to the uh, the uh, well in France, where the uh, where was it? Aquafina? No, what's the, what was the fancy Evian? water? Evian. Evian. That's yes. right. Yeah, I was. I was. I was there. Okay, I
1: was going to be more impressed if you said you've been to Fiji, but uh, you know, I guess no, there's I'm, still aspirational like goals for you. Fiji. I don't think My
0: friend gonna... Dan
2: Harrison went to Fiji. It's very close to New Zealand. He was yeah. living in New Zealand, and he told me that Fiji's a super cool place. So. I'd like to go there one day.
1: Yeah, you're not allowed out of the country, so I'm sure there's a. You got <laughs> a see, long they reject <laughs> <laughs> They revert to your passport. I'll yeah. be <laughs> actually going to
2: Miami, Manitoba instead. Yeah,
1: exactly. If, if that, they're going to they're going to boot you out of there. I'm pretty sure they have a restraining order against you as well. There, uh, in any event, uh, that is what's going on. Some other comments from the Jets dressing room: Mark Scheifele talking about Nikolai Ehlers. "Quote: That's awesome. He's a fantastic player for us. He's played. He played great for us too. We're still only a few games in from him coming back, so we still have more and more to come." Uh, more on Shifley uh, creating time in the Senators' zone tonight. No team wants to play in their D zone for a long period of time. And we had a few shifts where it felt like a minute, two minutes of sustained pressure, rolling guys off the bench. They certainly did. So there's some comments uh, from the Winnipeg Jets That quote didn't room. need to be read, Drew. Yeah, well, sometimes
2: I, nor did that your a, that, was a, that, was a, that was a nothing burger.
1: Yeah, well he then finally here's the last one. Rick Bonus on Pierre Luc Dubois. Uh, he's a force out there with or without the puck. But you give him the puck along the boards. Good luck trying to get it away from him. Uh, following up, saying, "Quote: He's a powerful man and he's playing hard, and we love what he's doing at both ends of the ice." So there's some of the post game comments from the Winnipeg Jets dressing room. Both the Jets and the Manitoba Moose were victorious uh, in the, this a- in action today, so we'd be remiss if we didn't
2: do the following. Put on your antlers. It's time for the Manuk Moose Minute on the Illegal Curve
0: Hockey Show. That's your well, cue, Dave. Well, hello, hello. <laughs> what do we have here? Little thing called the Manuk Moose Minute. Well, what happened there, Drew?
1: I was trying to put you on the big screen. I just I wasn't sure how to get it so that you'd be at the focus.
0: You scared me for a second. I was Sorry. like, what is going on? Why am I why are you suddenly much more in focus than you needed to be? Anyways, the Moose uh, in action in front of a lot of folks uh at Canada Life because they uh it was the two thousands game, and a lot of those players who were born in the two thousands are now playing Manitoba. And what?
2: Come on. Minor hockey weekend, Dave. Oh, minor
0: hockey weekend. Sorry, Thank brought you. you by Hockey Manitoba. Thank of you. Of course, of course. Good lot, and and I gotta tell you, Ezzy, tons of kids at the game today. Yeah, tons, tons of kids. Uh, I told you, I, I instructed yeah.
2: them to all run after you when you were yes. walking through the concourse. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> That's I appreciate. It. That's why I don't go through the concourse specifically for that reason. That's but, why he's
2: got security with him at
1: all times. Ezzy. yeah. Don and Kathy, yeah.
0: they were they took care of me, but don't worry about it. But anywho. The Moose in action, 5,000 plus uh, folks were getting their, their hats. Oh, they this hat actually, specifically. So 3,000 of these. I like that Almost, a, almost enough. I think I'll take for, that along with
2: the chocolate bar, Dave. I'll take that <laughs> hat home too.
0: You can have it if you want. Anywho, Moose uh, came out on fire against Texas, who are, of course are leading the Central Division uh, in first place. Moose are in fourth or were in fourth before today's game. And uh, started off down. They started off great, actually. It was a real good start. Outshooting the Texas Stars 5 nothing, So you really thought the Moose came to play. They were a little lethargic, as Eric Dubois told us today, as on the Saturday morning show talking about how they were, you know, tired from a long road trip. And, of course, had the opportunity to get a couple of days off in between and uh, looked like they had their legs. But it was the Stars that opened up the scoring. Not the best goal on the power play. Penalty calls were weak today. I mean, and and it's interesting. Like, I, I all the goal that it was against, it was in the neutral zone, it was just a weird infraction. I think it was Isaac Johnson. Uh, just kind of ticked, like, just not uh, nothing play. And yet, somehow it's a penalty, and and uh, the Stars get things started. And then the fr- second period was probably one of the most boring second periods you'll ever watch, the first 10 minutes. Nothing happened. I mean, it was just like time was running down, but that was it. There was really nothing happening, no flow to the game. And then the Moose did some good things in the neutral zone. Daniel Torgas in the Jets, 20-20 second rounder. Um, he gets his fourth of the year, first in about seven games, to tie the score one all. And you're thinking, okay, now the Moose had some momentum, and they started to create, uh, except they made a few errors, a few mental mistakes, some standing around. So the Stars ended up taking a 2-1 lead, and then sure enough, the Moose fought back on the power play. And and the Stars and the Moose are both very good in terms of power play penalty kill. So Alex Limoge, who had himself a fantastic game, he's the leading scorer for the Matto-Moose. He tied the game two all. And then Tyler Boland, He had his fourth and fifth goals to end the the second, start the third. So it looked like the Moose were going to cruise to a win, 4-2 for the Moose. They were up, but the Texas Stars are in first for a reason. Moose, a young team, standing around a little bit, 4-3, 4-all. And in fact, Texas looked like they could have, not the best goals are at home, probably wants at least three of those back. I didn't think that uh, they were his, it wasn't his strongest game, but it's also his first game in about six. So he was, uh, he was just kind of getting his legs back under him. And sure enough, appropriately, boys, on, in the 2000th game, not 2000th TH, but 2000's, apostrophe S, okay? The guy who gets the OT winner was born in 2000. Declan Chisholm. And Declan Chisholm had a fantastic game for the Manitoba Moose and he scored a beauty one. I think it's because I
2: asked uh Eric Dubois about him today. That's that's why it must think be the happened. case. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think he's that feeling extra motivated. That that exactly. was largely yeah. the reason he's like, like I gotta, I, I gotta square this for that fat bearded guy that he was goes, asking Gins- questions Gins- to Eric Dubois today.
0: Yeah. Ginsburg, Ginsburg called me an all star. I gotta show that I truly am an all star. And Declan Chisholm was actually an all star, had a great on Lamotia's He's having a great
2: year, Dave. Like all jokes aside, yeah, I mean, he, he's he's getting close to, you know, breaking through to the NHL
0: level for sure. Well, he, I mean, he's, he's probably the best defensive prospect that they've got in terms of offense skating. I mean, he's maybe not as offensively talented. I don't know. I mean, to be honest I think he's probably as good as Billy Hainola. I mean, you just got to remember though, the one's a 2018 fifth rounder, one's a 2019 first rounder. And I think that gets one, but I mean, if you ask me, I think Chisholm's ahead of Hainola personally, but again, waiver exempt, as is Billy Ainola, So I think that there's, and there's a little more expectation you know, and, and want for success. Not to say that they wouldn't want Declan Chisholm to have success. They do, of course. But they also have time, right? Because you don't need him in terms of you don't need to rush him. There's not as much, again, you don't have the weight of fans' expectation. The fans in this chat know who Declan Chisholm is. I'm not, they, I don't need to explain it to them because they, they know what's going on. But to the, to the wider audience who don't necessarily pay as close attention to the Manitoba Moose or to prospects, they may not be as aware, and may not be as champion at the bit to get Declan Chisholm into the NHL. Even though, like I said, his skating is NHL quality, his offense is NHL quality, and to be honest with you, even his defense is improved. I mean, he made one, he made one or two bad plays today, but um, he made a great defensive play with his stick from his stomach to to break up a two on one. So he's he's a, he's an, he really is an exceptional uh, player and one prospect that is worth watching. And he had a real nice goal to win it in overtime. The uh, nice pass by Alex Limoge. And sure, you know what? It was a good game. Fans, like I said, I think it was the annual final crowd was like 5,500. But uh, a lot of fun. And the Moose, you got to give the Moose team credit because they had one of those blue screens of death on the... Uh, on <laughs> let, the. Let me, uh, let, let
1: me interrupt you for a second. So my wife was scrolling through Instagram and, and saw your picture on yeah. on uh, on Instagram of that blue screen of death. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she thought oh and she started laughing she's like oh my gosh look what happened i'm like sweetie it was the 2000s game uh they did that on purpose it wasn't like it was just accidentally happened well
0: just so you know laura's not the only one who thought that way because like (laughs) i like some of the moose people afterwards were like yeah people were taking your your tweet seriously as if you like as as if there was a problem with like the projection and i'm like you're joking right he's like no like seriously like people were chirping and blah 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 and i was like that's I'm like, what I, do I have to like put it out there? Like, I was much more clear. I, although I, I don't know, I thought I was more clear on Instagram saying that, you know, because this is the 2000s game and da yeah. da 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 da. But regardless, I, you know, people were taking it very seriously. And, uh, and, and yeah, people were like, whoa, the Jets, you know, taking shots at the Jets. I was like, I, I almost, I was about to do a tweet and say, guys, this is clearly a joke. And then I'm like, you know what? If I have to do that, I just don't want to tweet anymore. It's just too stupid for, for words. So, anyways, they, they had fun with it. They did a good job. And and now they're feeling good about themselves and they're gonna to have to take that on the uh to tomorrow's game. Again, Texas, you know, is gonna to want to rebound. Yeah. And uh the, the Moose aren't gonna to want to upset Jimmy Olaney in his bobblehead night. So Jimmy Olney won't be expected to play. Uh some of the guys who you know were day-to-day Jansen Harkins, Joe Drew. I'm giving you a little uh, segue there. Yeah, Cole Meyer and uh, Evan Poli, those guys, none of those guys played. So uh But all in all, a good game and a great atmosphere, and the fans had a good time.
1: So Dave mentioned Jansen Harkins because on 32 thoughts during the second intermission of the Jets and the Senators, uh, Jeff Merrick mentioned that the Jets are taking calls on Jansen Harkins, and he potentially is going to find a new home to continue his hockey career, which is sort of odd that teams are calling about him. Uh, that makes no sense. He passed through waivers three times so far this year, I believe. Twice, twice, twice. only twice. twice. Okay, well, yeah. you can get him for free off waivers, folks.
2: But, but, Drew, I mean, regardless if it's twice or three times, the point is you could have got Jansen Harkins for free. And by the way, I'm I'm actually surprised that no one claimed him to be honest with you, like
1: I take a flyer on him. What is it? Exactly. Like,
2: I, I mean, you look like even team like the senators, like yeah, that's bad teams can, can probably San use Jose, him. right? Like San Jose acquired Mikey Esimont, So maybe yeah, they were no like, sense. okay, we'll give Chevy a break here. We're not going to acquire a second, you know, jet forward. I'm, I'm, jo- I'm joking, obviously, but I mean, I, I do think that Jansen Harkins can still play in the NHL. I, I he, He's 25 years old, 26 years old. Like, you know, <clears throat> he, he hasn't produced, I think, off, enough offensively. And, you know, that's probably one of the main reasons why he's back down with the Moose. But when he's gone back down to the Moose, he's been really good. Dave knows better than anybody, right? But, yeah, it was a little bit peculiar that Jeff Merrick said that they're taking calls on Jans Harkins. Because that's not at all, I think, what Jets fans are thinking about right now. I mean, Jets fans are are thinking about who the Jets are going to acquire prior to the trade, and like we're talking top six forward top four defensemen. Right. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe Harkins gets traded, but you got to think that it's probably going to be a, you know, mid to late round draft pick that comes back the other way. Yes. Time will tell on that one. Okay. Listen, just,
0: sorry, just quickly. It just, is very unusual to give, yeah. to, to have a guy that you could have acquired for no assets and thereafter to be calling to acquire him for assets. Like, yeah. I mean, I just, it it seems. I mean, again, I don't question the uh, decision making that some NHL GMs make. We're, <laughs> we're witnessing, you know, some of the thought processes behind those thoughts right now at west. So just just bizarre. But anyway, you know, yeah. another
2: angle here, Drew. I know you want to get to the contest here, but like another angle is like if a team is only giving up, let, let's say, a sixth or seventh round draft pick for Harkins. I mean, are you nece- Are you? I don't know if you're necessarily taking that. Considering the Moose need Harkins, Dave.
1: I don't think you're trading him for a sixth or a Oh seven. no, no, I don't. If I'm, that's, if that's I'm, what I'm.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, and I think that's probably what you're going to be offered. Like, I don't think that if if we're talking about you know Mike McIntyre of the Free Press reported that you know the Hawks would probably be looking for a second or third round pick for Jonathan Taves, like <laughs> arguably a future Hall of Famer, right? So if we're if we're talking about you know Jansen Harkins again, this is all due respect to Jansen Harkins. I just don't think you know, you're getting a second round pick or a third round pick, maybe, and, maybe so, a fourth, maybe a fifth, but most likely it's going to be a late round pick. If as so, a, as
0: you, can't, you can't even, can't even come close to a fourth or a fifth no. if you were going to get them for free.
2: Yeah. Well, right. Get- so, the, so I, I, like if you're Chevy, like, d- d- like, and again, the, like the, the true North organization, they, it's not just the, the, they want the jets to go far in the playoffs. They also want the moose to go on a long Calder cup yep. run. And Jansen Harkins is going to be a key piece to that. And not so, only that, he's
0: cleared waivers at this point. So you're exactly. good. Like, so
2: I, 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 I just wouldn't read too much or, or, you know, think too much about that. I mean, Jeff I just, Merrick, it, obviously, you know, he, he knows what he's talking about. I just yeah. kind of came out of left field. It, it
0: it, it, it's a bit unusual. Like I said, it just doesn't make a lot of, you're right. As, why would the Jets, if you can, I mean, look, Jensen Harkins in that lineup today makes a big difference. <laughs> He adds, he has exactly. a big element for the moose. Mm-hmm. And the truth is for the jets is that you can now call him up. He's cleared waivers. And that's you exactly, can, that's what you it, can else have else I was going
2: to say. It, you, you want to have the Jansen Harkins and you want to have the, the Dom Tony Nottos, uh, the yeah. Kevin Stenlins, like, right. Because yeah. once Mason Appleton comes back, you know, Stenlin, I don't know, he probably does stay up, but there's going to be somebody else that possibly gets called down. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jansen Harkins, you know, remains a member of the Jets slash moose. All
1: let's uh, do the contest real quick and wrap this show up because we have to do another one in, uh, well, uh, less than 24 hours. Uh, unique code word for the Illegal Curve contest. Again, to enter the Illegal Curve contest, you hit the drop-down arrow here on YouTube where you go to our website, IllegalCurve.com. You click the contest link. You put in the unique code word. That's how you get entries. You do all those tasks that are there. That's how you get even more entries. We draw your name. You win Illegal Curve. You win uh, merchandise courtesy of us here at Illegal Curve. And at the end of the month, you get entered into a draw to win two tickets to the nhl game of your choosing dave the unique code word for tonight is what well you you didn't you come up with it no i didn't put top banana in there what is that (coughs) did you change the one i came up with
0: oh i did what what is top banana top banana drew thank you for asking good question
1: yeah i came up with a way better one for the record folks oh so you're gonna Uh,
0: insult my family that lives in ottawa
1: is it your family or is it Jeff Hamilton's family?
0: Jeff Hamilton's family as well. We're related. <laughs> Anywho, top well, banana. Are we, are we,
2: we are definitely floggers on the illegal curve hockey show and post game show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've top been talking banana. about
2: that Jeff Hamilton yeah, not being really... born in Ottawa for well, a week now.
0: Yes. There you go. What top, top banana? banana? Yeah. Was a grocery store started by my great uncle in Ottawa about 80 years ago. And it was in nice. business for about uh, till about, I want to say, probably about 10 15 years ago. So if you're from the Ottawa area, you may know the Top Banana grocery store chain. There were a number of them from my great uncle Mo, my baba's okay. brother.
1: Uh, you know, again, I lived there and this is the first I've ever heard of Top Banana. So
0: yeah, I Yeah, but I, you didn't you live there. You're like you're like you lived near yeah, Parliament. Drew, Hill. You were just you're like you're like you're, you're one of those little Parliament Hill, you know, yeah, nat Drew. Yeah, you My weren't you weren't were on the ground you weren't down on the ground
2: shopping at Top Banana.
1: I there don't know. I may have. I'm curious where Top Banana was. Maybe I missed out on on shopping at you Top did. Banana. I was I also. Knew you was know, I knew. I
2: know I definitely know what you weren't getting in Ottawa was a good good piece of rye bread.
1: No, there you go. Very substandard rye bread. There's no question about that. It was part. You know, a significant part of the reason I moved home to Winnipeg is for the rye bread situation.
2: But uh, I guess you. now you now you're you're, you're no schmoozing it up with uh, chip and pepper. You're schmoozing it up with city rye. <laughs>
1: I guess Top Banana is the unique code word of, for the Illegal Curve contest. What was your, word?
2: Your, what was your word that you had? My word was Brixton
1: because that first, you know, Brixton's is the name of a pub that my wife and I met at and slash spent some time at in Ottawa. And of yeah, course, my, dog, my, boy. my dog's name is Brixton as a result of that. So that was a way better choice than because it had a more interesting story than Top <laughs> Banana, which as far as I'm concerned. I like Top Banana. Up. You would, I'm not surprised that you would. There we go, big daddy. Yeah, in any event, top banana, of course, is the uh, uh, the unique code word for Drew, as long as you don't bring out the banana
2: hammock, I think we're going to be okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's the contest winner? I'm done with both of you for tonight. I uh, too, too put much their time name up, I,
0: I... Alan Gobert. Okay, congratulations, congratulations to Alan. Alan. Yes, it's... Alan Gobert is the winner. Oh boy, Alan. Alan is a Winnipegger, I believe. So, yes. Ottawa. So. Not from Ottawa, sorry. I saw Hey Bailey's thing about Ottawa is a great city, and I agree, it is a great city, very clean, one of the cleanest cities I actually ever was in. But yes, Alan Gobert of Winnipeg, not necessarily the cleanest city because of all the all the sand and salt and whatever we've got. Uh, <laughs> there we go, Snacku. Snacku knows what time it is. But congratulations That's to Alan. Alan. you were That's a Snooker. I don't know. I looked. I, well, guys, all we've been doing is snacking, so I was. I have a, I have snacks on the brain. Anyways, congrats, Alan. For the big win and uh, I will be in touch with uh, your to get your info and we'll be getting you some IC merch. There you go. Congratulations. Or Jets merch, courtesy of IC.
1: There you go. Congratulations to Alan Gobert, the winner of tonight's Legal Curve merchandise contest. Tough duck, hardest hitting comment as he who is getting that so we can wrap up this uh, debacle of a
2: show and go our separate ways for a few hours at least. Well, that last comment was a little bit of foreshadowing because we are going to give it to Snooka 2002. I, I haven't seen <laughs> I haven't Snooka a lot in in the chat, it's possible that Snuka has been joining us throughout the season. But either welcome or thank you for watching again. And and obviously Jimmy Superfly Snuka was one of my favorite wrestlers back in the day. Everybody remembers what was the what was his move? Drew was it a frog? Is that what it was called frog splash? It was I definitely mean, off the top rope. You know um, he mur- you know he murdered somebody, right? Uh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, you maybe <laughs> I Google did not that. know
2: that.
1: Yeah, well, I maybe... mean, Drew,
2: I liked him as a wrestler. I didn't like him as a homicidal maniac. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that that he murdered Alleg- someone. <laughs>
1: Hang on, allegedly murdered
2: somebody. I want to make sure. What well, are you yeah. doing? He also up the allegedly murdered someone. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, I like Jimmy, I like Jimmy Snuka as a wrestler. He was yeah, you popular guy guy in, in the in the late '80s, early '90s. Uh, this was the comment. This was twenty-seven. Obviously, Ealers. He's talking about or she's talking about first game where he looked like his old self. He had good chemistry with his line mates. He was playing instincts, which worked. He's back. And we we didn't even get into this, boys, but the Schwielers line is back, right? <laughs> like, didn't yeah. think like we were going to ta- be talking about that, but Shifley Wheeler and Ehlers reunited. We'll see if that sticks. They were good tonight. Obviously, uh, you know, Dave and I talked about this at length uh, this morning on the, on the IC Hockey show. I mean, Connor Dubois, Ealers well, is, is there?
0: I was like, yeah. No, well, hold, well, no, no we you remember. were there.
2: Of course, you were there, Drew. But um,
0: it was more of a dialogue. Connor, Connor Dubois, Ealers okay. was
2: Dave and I were going back and forth. What we were basically saying, if you weren't able to join us, was that we expect it to go cool. back to Connor Dubois, Ealers at at some point. But regardless, Snooka 2002. Regardless of Jimmy Superfly, Snooka murdered someone. I, I liked him as a wrestler. Allegedly. So send, allegedly, send me an email, Ezra. EZRA at illegalcurve.com or slide into my DMs at ICSEG. And Tough Duck will ship out a toque to you next week.
1: There you go. Congratulations to Snuka 2002. Congratulations to all the winners here on the Illegal Curve You're post-game are all winners! So we're going to do it again tomorrow night. By the way, the ice are up
0: yeah. 2-0 over the Warriors. There you go. The ice two. are
1: winning. So the ice are winning. The Jets win. The Moose win. Good things happening for the teams in Winnipeg. Two IC
0: shows? That makes you guys
1: all winners. There you go. If you haven't already done so, smash the like button. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us feedback, both on YouTube and, of course, on our iTunes page. Tell your friends, tell your family the best place to be after each and every Winnipeg Jets game. And again, on Saturday mornings is the Illegal Curve YouTube channel. Big thank you to all the sponsors of Illegal Curve who make the post-game show, the Saturday show, and the website a possibility. Frosty Winnipeg, are you ready? Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club next week at Rumors. Kevin Farley. Tickets are available rumors, And yes, that is Chris Farley's brother, Linden market. Dental Center Zappia He was in a group... Curb-
0: Enthi- Curb- enthusiasm many years ago.
1: Yes, he was exactly right. Dave Linden market. Dental Center. Zappia group, realty, Bethway, tough duck, Boston pizza, Seagrams. rollies transfer grid park. And the keg support these fine businesses because of their continued support of illegal curve hockey. Big thanks to you for joining us. Big thanks to Dave Manook, Big thanks to Ezra Ginsberg. I'm your host, Drew Mandel. Until tomorrow night at 8.45 p.m., we wish you good night and good luck, and thanks for watching the Illegal Curve post-game show.
0: Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.